thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast where we continue last week's incredible chat with the Jason Bodden Smith. Jason, can I ask you a question? And, you know, I'm probably worse than even Kimmy is in terms of being like the anti-geek and lay person. There's something about all of this that, um, and you sound like you've, you've researched us and that's just absolutely amazing to me. Um, so I tend towards the mind-body connection and I tend to uh, uh, inquire into um, how does what starts in the mind affect the body? What I'm really interested to understand from you, and I'm, I'm watching this documentary at the moment called Heal, and it has Greg Braden and it has Bruce Lipton, Lipton in it and it has Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson and, you know, all of the big names that have yeah. been, you know, um, in this kind of field for a long time. And they talk about, obviously, the placebo effect, Joe Dispenza's in there, and they talk about um, how the mind is able to heal the body and I look at myself at the moment and I'm working really hard on trying to heal rheumatoid arthritis Mm. and I'm doing it from the perspective of my diet and you know I'm trying to do all of the right things and I'm thinking about people who are out there trying to do all of the right things Mm. I really hear what you're saying about the light the water and the magnetism and you know it's profound Um, in terms of the healing journey from your experience and what you have seen over the years have you seen an influence that that the that the mind has been able to have on the health and well-being of the body yes what's been your experience i I don't talk about this publicly so why am i talking about it now is a a good question (laughs) i like it i like it (laughs) Uh, I spent 30 years trying to heal my mother. My mother was a very spiritual person and she did all the techniques that you're talking about and then she died at 58. So I have seen miraculous things in my life. There is no doubt that we are more than what we're told we are and we're not going to go into that today. So there are things you can do and making sure you get rid of all negativity in your life probably the number one thing I've seen work the best. So that means no news. Any negative friends just drain you. There's like psychic vampires. Cut them off, even if they're family. Just minimise your contact. So I, I see a lot of effects. I can't go into the details here, Karen, because it's not the, not the time. But I will say one thing, and you, know, you look at Louise Hay from Hay House who kind of really started a lot of that off in the earlier days. They all reconnected back to nature. So a lot of people I see who the green juices and all these cures for all these diseases, when you look and look at the story, they all left their busy city life. They calmed their mind. They really focused on this internal kind of strength we have, this inner power that's within all of us. But they all did it in nature. So I think 
it's impossible to do without doing the foundational health at the same time. Mm. My answer is never either or. It's and, 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 and get to yes. Let's just do it all. I, I don't want, I don't care which one really worked the most. doesn't worry me. You know, even if it's placebo, as long as it solves the problem, I am happy. So I agree with you. You know, understanding who you really are is probably the number one question people should ask themselves because when you dive deep, you really have to go inside of yourself to answer that. And every great master who walked this planet all said go within. All the answers lie within. So I understand the esoteric side of things. I understand the meditation. Uh, I think it's critically important. I, I do it. I do it at the beach every morning with the sun, connecting to Mother Earth and Father Son. I do it all because I want to get better. And I suggest everyone try to do everything they can. Oh, you just brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> too. Because what I see is that, um, you know, we're not just a physical being. You, you know, and science that I've studied has shown that we're not just matter. There is the energy and, and you know, and, and all of that, which is, of course, another podcast, no doubt. But my, my, my thought has always been when it comes to wellness or illness that we have to be congruent. We have to be aligned in all areas. We have to marry the conscious and the unconscious and we have to manage that, that um, metaphysical, for want of a better word, and even transpersonal energy that is inside of us and outside of us. So it, it's, it's such a, to me, it's such a fascinating conversation to dive into, particularly with somebody that's like you, Jason, that's so scientifically um, studied. Mm. Oh, but, it, but it fascinates me that you also have the other side or you also have the understanding of the other side because that's quite rare. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. But let's, let's look at it scientifically just for a moment. You mentioned energy and matter. Well, what did Einstein tell us? Energy equals EM squared. What's the C? M's the matter. E's the energy. It's light, the speed of light. So as light mm. slows down, matter is created. Created. So that's when you listen to Lipton and those guys, they get those magnifying glasses and look at a table and they see nothing but spinning kind of air. <laughs> Yeah. like empty space, it's because it hasn't slowed down enough to become matter. So they actually interrelate. And what I love about Jack, now I'm a huge Jack Cruz fan. I mean, I am literally a massive fan. Now, I wanted to punch him in the face when I first met him because he just drove me nuts. But what I love about Jack, and he's going to hate me saying this, is that he is going so deep into quantum. Like he's diving down to phenometers, which is like you can't even measure it virtually. I think when the quantum guys get so deep and they keep going deeper and keep going deeper and keep going deeper, they're going to pop out the other side and we're going to be back at the beginning, which is the energy medicine that I'm really most interested in. So I actually think Jack is doing a tremendous service, even though he may not, he'll have a different understanding of life than, than you and me, Karen, but we're all in this, you know, we're all in this together, right? That's what oneness means to me. We oh, are all right, right? That's what oneness doesn't mean to me that I come from a Godhead. I don't take that. Yeah, yeah. I take the position that we're a role playing for each other and learning from each other. And Jack is leading the course when it comes to quantum mechanics and medicine. He really is. His stuff is unbelievable. 
and no one believed him 10, 15 years ago. Now they're lining up at his farm to get in to get healed because they know it works. And I could tell you lots of stories of all the quantum docs that I've met in his community and they are amazing. Oh, Amazing. that just sounds fantastic. So what do you mean by energy medicine? I just hung on to that. You said that's something <laughs> that you're interested in. I just caught that. Like, <laughs> So, you know, I've, I've worked with shaman in the jungles of Papua New Guinea, including in the Nat- Natamai, which is, and they use Pori Pori. They use a very dark healing technique. So they either kill people, they heal people pretty much with their breath. So I was fascinated by the stuff that I've learned because I, I, went, I went deep trying to heal my mother. After all, mainstream medicine didn't work. Yeah. And I went, all right, what's next? And I just went through them all. You know what I mean? From John to God in Brazil through to... Wow. I've been there and done pretty much most of them now. You know, I, some, I'm sure there's some I haven't done because I was the good son trying to heal my mother. And despite all these energy techniques and all these healers and all this stuff, None of it worked. Yeah. You know what pisses me off, and I'm saying that with passion, I don't mean to upset anyone for swearing, is if I knew what I know today, she would be still alive. Right? Because she got sick. So she was sick. I was born with terrible mitochondria. Because remember, you're born with mitochondria, whether healthy or unhealthy. So my mother was sick when I was born. So I started off with poor mitochondria. Not a good way to start. And this is kind of one of the reasons why some kids get autism from vaccinations and some don't. Like I'm not an anti-vaxxer and you might be shocked by that because I've seen you know, outbreaks stopped by vaccinations. Some of them really work and they've really helped. But, you know, do I allow my child to go through the 40 vaccinations required today? No way. It's too many. It's not required. But I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But the reason... Some people can be affected by chemicals, whether they're vaccinations, whether they're just food chemicals, whether they're, it's because their mitochondria are stuffed. Their redox is poor. And that chemical exposure, whether it's a peanut or whether it's, you know, mercury or whatever it may be, it pushes them over the edge. That's what really the parents should be understanding here. Like if you're a technology addict, which most of us are, we have to fess up, we're all addicts, we wonder why our kids play with it, they look at us and go, well, they're playing with it, why shouldn't I? Their, you know, mitochondria should have at least a year of nature's secrets before they get pregnant so their child is born with the best possible hope they can have. Not busting their ass at work in a corporate office under all the false light and all the technology getting as much money as they can to make sure we've got every tool and every crib and all the paint we need for the new house nah the opposite we need to take that time off before you get pregnant same for the men but particularly for the women because you get your mitochondria from your mum not from your dad Mm. and so you were sick when you were born no, but I was born with my mum was sick. Yeah, my mum was sick since she was a child. Mm. And I'll tell you what happened. She had every childhood disease virtually except for polio. So she was sick for a long, long time. I went back after I learned all this and there was an easement running down the side of the house. And I always thought it was a sewer easement. Oh. But it was actually <laughs> electrical. Big, yeah, it was big power because there was a big, you know, big transformer at the end of the road and that was the cables. And I tested it and the magnetic fields were horrific. 
Mm. Her sister killed herself in the same bed from the same bedroom, and my mother was sick. And I just went, "Holy moly, can't be true!" Like I was told this wasn't the case, right? And we all got told it doesn't really affect. But I dug deep, and you know, Jack gave Andrew Marino's book to read, going somewhere. Any person out there who thinks this is not a real issue needs to read that book and then come and talk to me. But it is real and we need to understand it and now we know we need to manage it. We're not going to change the electoral system of the whole city. It's not going to happen. So how do we manage it? I manage it by when I built this house and I, and I live in Randwick, right? So I live in the oldest suburb in Australia. It was the first municipality or shire in the day that was created. So there are lots of people here, <laughs> there's lots of cell towers, there's lots of artificial frequencies. But I built the house into the side of the hill. So all the bedrooms downstairs, at least half of or at least a third of the room is buried in the soil. That gives me natural grounding for all the bedrooms. So I can take my meter into Amber's room and her levels are zero or one green. And if I had the monitor, I could show you. Really, really low. And that's for RF, magnetic and electric volts. I hardwired the whole house with Ethernet cables. There is no Wi-Fi in this house. I don't need Wi-Fi. I'm talking to you through an Ethernet cable. Why? Because the connection's better. I don't need all the Wi-Fi stuff. You don't need it. I don't need all the Sonos and all these other things you get in your house. We need to be careful because every appliance that you're buying now, whether it's a fridge, a toaster, they all have two-way RF communication chips in them. They connect to a smart meter that they put into your box without you knowing about it. And this is all part of the smart grid and the smart cities they're building. So you need to be aware of all this stuff and learn how to manage it. I made sure all the wiring in our house is perfectly wired. There's no dirty electricity in this house. Everything's perfectly grounded. I put a metal roof. I don't mean a zinc loom. I mean pure metal zinc roof on the house because what's coming next? 5G from satellites. I'm not letting that come in the house. So, and you ground the metal. So there's ways to fortify your house to allow you to, to deal with it. One of the biggest concerns I have with these electromagnetic fields are these small cells they are going to roll out so all the cars can you know, drive autonomously and all this other stuff they want to bring out. So glass is not a very good filter for electromagnetic fields, so you need to buy special. It's kind of like UV light kind of film you can put over it that helps a lot. So there are lots of things we can do and, and learn and, and make sure your house is fortified. If the frequencies get to a level that I think are hazardous to my family and my health, we will pack up and go to the country. Uh, I don't think, I don't, with what I know, and you need the deteriorated depleted water because we talked about dehydration a little bit. What people don't understand is dehydration is the number one illness, always has been, always will be. All those movies, what do you do when you come out of, you know, you know, being outside all the time? They're all dehydrated. What, what did your mum always say? Drink some more water. You need to be hydrated. What happens when you come out of surgery? What's in your bloody arm when you come out? Some drip, right? So water is really critical for dehydration because our body can't always make it. And we need to drink. We need to drink water. It's not Our body can't make all the water we need. It can make a lot if we have the right diet, particularly a fat diet. But anyway, that's another topic. So water is really, really important. The best way for people to understand that is whoever's still got a microwave, you know, give yourself an uppercut and throw it out. But what you don't want to do is put meat in a microwave. Why? Because it dries out and turns to leather. What frequencies does a microwave use? 2.4 gigahertz. 
What does our Bluetooth and Wi-Fi use? 2.4 gigahertz. Mm. What happens to our body? We're being slowly microwaved at very low power densities. Right? That's why you're not showing up because the power densities are really, really low. But 101 toxicology, it's concentration by exposure time. So an X-ray we are concerned about because it has high exposure but very short, I mean high concentration but very short exposure time. So we wear those lead jackets when we get an X-ray at the dentist or wherever. But when, you, when you're looking at very low exposure that we have with the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth and the communications, we think it's okay. But we're having a 24-7. So exposure time is going on forever. And it's slowly and slowly affecting our biological processes, whether it's the melanopsin being destroyed, whether it's the calcium efflux problems. We can go through all the biochemical mechanisms if you want, but I don't want to lose the audience. These are all being documented. They've all been published in peer-reviewed articles. Cruz is not making this stuff up. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of scientists now have documenting this stuff. It's real. People need to read it if they are sceptical. And I want them to be sceptical. I don't want you to believe a word I'm saying. I really don't. I want you to go do your own homework because you're not going to be able to heal yourself until you get into this material and understand it. Now, I know you're saying, oh, I can't listen to Cruise. It gives me a headache. I don't understand it. So I'm trying to help. We've got a website called Mito HQ. We haven't officially launched it yet, but it is up. M-I-T-O-H-Q. It's Mitochondrial Headquarters mitohq.com there's a quiz there everyone should get on there and do the quiz see how your mitochondria are and then i'll do a video um recording of why we ask those questions and what you can do to kind of improve your mitochondria and lead you on to other information um all the quantum docs that are part of our community are going to join in i'm going to start interviewing them and publishing their stories because the way we're going to prove this is not by doing all this academic research we're going to prove it by getting better to me, that's a much better solution. And remember, I'm published in the Medical Journal of Australia. I understand academia. I understand peer review. But I don't want to take that process. It's too long. It's too hard. It's kind of too corrupted, to be honest. Let's just prove everyone by getting better. I think that's a much better idea. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, I agree with you. I've got to tell you something, Jason. I um, swim every morning in the ocean. So I see the sunrise. I do it. And I swim with a bunch of docks. And... You know, even these doctors with autoimmune diseases and I say something that, to them about stop the drugs, you know, start, I guess they're doing a good thing in, in that they're swimming and they're in the sunrise. Mm. But I just say to them, you know, you know, start looking at what you're consuming and, um, you know, all of those things. But these are, are docs that um, are basically on shift work under those lights. You know, they've probably got all those problems that I'm going to have to be discussing with them now. Um, but they just go, one of them especially says to me all the time, he goes, where's the evidence, Cindy? There's no, you know, it's not evidence-based, you know, and this is what annoys me is that. It is. It's, it's annoying. That's all I can say. So you forget, you forget about him, right? Okay. He's a lost cause. Let him suffer from his autoimmune condition. Mm. That's how he's going to learn because when he finds out that he can't fix himself with the drugs and with the supplements and everything else he's doing, then he'll come over. And if he doesn't, that's okay. We must focus on those who are willing. We've got a curious mind and they're interested in having a look at something different. That's how we win this. We're not going to win 
We're not going to solve the world's problems. We're not going to save everyone. I don't want to and we shouldn't. Everyone, you know, getting back to the work that Karen does, some people need to have these experiences of pain and suffering. They really need to as part of their learning process. And we should honour that. We should not try to fix that. They need to come to the conclusion themselves. And if they do, like I use the analogy of a lighthouse. So everyone knows what a lighthouse is. So we've just got to be our own lighthouse. We've got to shine our light from within. Those who resonate with our energy will come over and say hello. You know, and they go, wow, that's really interesting. I might try it out. Those who don't, well, what happens when you don't follow the lighthouse? You hit the rocks and you break your body, you break your boat. They've got two things. One, they can stay there and die or they see the lighthouse and come over and say, well, there is another way. There is another approach because you can't drug yourself to health. I'm sorry. It's impossible. And with the electromagnetic environment we have today, supplements and food aren't going to work. Our microbiome is trashed. The way most people are going to be treated by these quantum docs is going to be IV medicine because they're going to bypass the stomach. They're going to go straight in. So they'll be using low deuterium water with whatever you know, concoction they need for whatever disease they have. They'll still be using medicine, but, and, but they'll put it in you know, via an IV. That's why all these IV bars are popping up all around the world because people are getting some relief just from having a, you know, they call it a lactate ringer or a vitamin C or whatever it may be, because it is helping them because they can't get it through the stomach anymore. That's why the nutritionists and the supplement people can't get the results they used to be able to get, because our electromagnetic environment is changed. That's the reason. Is this um, all in your book that we've been talking about? No, no. not at all. Mm. So In the Dark was a book I wrote specifically for my mother. Oh. She told me on her deathbed, and I usually cry when I say this, mm. that she said, Jason, you know how to fix this. This is what you do. You must tell everyone when you work it out. So that's why I do it. Mm. And now we know more. That was before I knew about all this quantum electrodynamics. That was more about she knew I was an environmental guy and I'm a great problem solver. I love solving problems. And then when I met Jack and I'd just been with him, right, and I was over there on Boxing Day on his porch in New Orleans and we agreed to disagree on approach. You know, he takes a much more aggressive approach than I do, but... We're on mission together. It's the same mission. We just have different ways to do it. And I said to him, I said, all right, if you want to do this, I know how to set up a business model so we can all make money, so we can keep this going. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm putting together five companies from four countries around the world to make sure we can get everything people need to, you know, really start understanding nature's three secrets and implementing this so we can heal and help those who want to listen, but only those who want to listen. Do not preach. The only way you can show people is by being the example. Some pretty cool dude said that, right? I think his name was Gandhi, right? Hmm. So we just got to be the change we want to see. We have to be it. You're not going to fix it unless you're the lighthouse. Don't start preaching. I can't stand activists. They've got to start this, we've got to do that, rah, rah, rah. The negativity they put out about that, whether it's trying to save a tree from being a greenie, they don't understand that whole negativity is coming back to that forest, whereas the bushwalkers 
behind them who are loving and enjoying experience and the amazing nature, they're the ones who are going to save the tree, not the activists. So it's really important how we approach this. I can't stress that enough. Mm. It'll be solution-focused and supportive. That's how we win. Hey, Jason, I've seen so far, I've heard you so far give us three things that, or four I've written down. I've, Cindy, I've taken the 13 pages of notes today. So I'm just, <laughs> Karen, last week we did 20 pages, so I'm just trying to oh, keep dear. up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've said that, number one, you left your corporate life. So there's there's a choice that people can make, or at least if you're in the corporate world, perhaps a little things you can do is get breaks outside as much as possible and wear blue blockers whilst you're working at your computer and okay, things so like here's, that. Here's what we can do. Let's, let's go through that yep. because yep. let's pretend I'm going to work in a city like I used to. What I do now is I would start late. I would not give up the morning. Own the morning. If there's one thing I can recommend, you've got to own your morning. It's really important. It's not just the sunrise. It's everything. You just need to sit down, relax, get ready for the day. Don't just don't wake up and rush off. Grab the coffee and go in. I would start later and I'd definitely see the sunrise. During that environment, I'd be wearing my daytime blue blockers and I'd wear a hat. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but you've got the fluoro lights above your head and a lot of the receptors in your eyes are at the top of your eye. So I'd wear a cap, a baseball cap, and my blue blockers when I'm inside. I would then take my lighto breaks. So instead of going for a cigarette, instead of having a smoko, I'd go out and take light breaks. So a lot of people get up and walk around in every 20 minutes or have a desk, you stand up. You know, one of those breaks, you should just go outside just for a couple of minutes and then come back just to remind your body that, okay, this is the environment I'm supposed to be in. And remember, for every 15 minutes of nature, you can tolerate 45 minutes of artificial. Nature always wins. It's always three times stronger. So you can do a lot. My lunch breaks, I would go to the nearest park I would take my shoes off and I'd ground my feet on the grass and eat my, you know, salad, chicken salad, whatever you're eating, um, and spend half an hour without any technology, no phone, leave the phone at the office and just spend some time outside. In daylight saving, I'd try and get out and go to the beach, take the kids down, do whatever, um, try and leave a little bit earlier. At night, because everyone's going to check their emails, the last thing, if you take your phone to the bedroom, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I will strangle you. Mm. Leave, leave it outside. Don't just Kim turn Morrison, it Morrison, I think leave he's pointing that at outside. I didn't. I wouldn't. I couldn't. So there's, there's, you're going to have to. <laughs> and there's a little box you can buy. It's like a little safe box. And it's got a timer. And you put it in that and you set the time for when you really need it. And you cannot get it out. Oh, my God, it's like a drug addict. Oh, you my know, God. You are. Like, it's, it's actually, it, there's a great book out about comparing cocaine. It's actually he decided heroin was a better example, as is for these phones. That's how addicted we are to them. But if you put it in this little safe box, you can't get it out unless you smash it with a sledgehammer, and the good chance you're going to break your phone. So you have no choice but to detox, go cold turkey for a few hours. Really cool tool, especially for kids. Uh, at night, I'd be wearing the dark glasses, I'd be definitely wearing the red ones. So any screen time, I'd be wearing them. Oh, I can't do my computer work without it. Well, then stop doing computer work. Listen to a podcast, read a book. 
I wouldn't turn any lights on. I'd have all my lights off. If I wanted a reading light, I'd be using a, a red light. So um, there's different red light therapy lights that you can get that I turn on if I want to read. Uh, so it's really important, the whole light management. That's how I live as a corporate guy today. Every holiday that I took would be in nature. Go camping with the kids. You will sleep like you've never slept before. You forget what real sleep is. is. And make sure you go to a campsite where your phone doesn't work. Otherwise, just go, I don't know, go to Lord Howe. I know you guys Lord Howe, yeah. Lord Howe, right? Oh, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I love Lord Howe because there's no technology. There's about 10 cars on the whole island and you're stuck doing what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. Oh. So that's your holidays, right? So just set up your life to minimise technology and maximise nature. We still need to use it. We still need to make money. But just remember that long-term is very, very hard to survive in that environment and be healthy. The other thing I would do is there's a float tank. Love float tanks. Right, so float tanks get away all the sensory um, stimulation and water is the number one Faraday cage. That's why we have deuterium depleted water in our cells. It's a natural Faraday cage. But if you're swimming in the ocean or you're swimming in the pool or even in a bath, those frequencies can't get through the water. So if I was in the city, I would go to a spa that had a float tank and I would do it two or three times a week and go spend an hour in that to give my body a rest. That would be the other thing I'd do today. So my ocean swimming every single day would... The best thing you could ever do in your life, especially okay. if you're doing it in the morning. There is nothing better. Every morning, yeah. But, you know, make sure you take your goggles off. I know you can't do it if you're going for big ocean swims. Yeah. Um, but take them off. Don't leave them on. Just put them on when you really need them. And you'll find that you don't need your goggles because I'm an ocean swimmer as well. I don't mm. need goggles anymore. I got went cold turkey. No, you can't see the fish as well. I get all that. Mm. Good. <laughs> doesn't want to see the sharks. <laughs> but, you know, I, look, we have one of the guys that doesn't wear goggles or a couple yeah. of the guys, but one of the guys got hit by a blue bottle in the eye, you know, oh. and that's what makes me <laughs> put my goggles oh, back on. Only, only and, and in how's, Australia. How's his eyesight today? He's fine. No. Exactly. Right. So just deal with it. It's like getting stung okay. on your head. It doesn't matter. You'll get okay. there. I was right. like that woman who got stung by a blue bottle in the mouth. Yeah. 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 I, I, I know. I know. I know there's sure. many things that we could put in our mouth that would be a lot worse. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. Um, so can you please tell us, Jason, going from that, so that's how the corporate person, what about now the busy mum? She's got kids. Mm. She's full on from the minute she wakes up. Mm. You saying, give mm. your claim your mornings. I heard every mother there go, oh, right, you haven't been in our house. Yeah, so I get let's, it. Let's look and talk to those people that their mornings go from five in the morning right through till 10 at night and they are serving every other creature that calls them mum and mm. they are doing that for the whole day. So can you help us with them? Uh, I struggle because I'm not a mum. That's my first problem. But there is a lady called Rochelle Jones, who's part of the mitochondriacs that um, we call ourselves, who is working on this problem. So I can put you in touch with her. Uh, she doesn't like coming on radio. I don't know why, because she can speak very well and she's amazing. Like she knows the stuff better than me. And she worked out how to be a busy mum and get around this. Some of the things she's done is don't use technology as a babysitter. A lot of people, I'll oh, just take the iPad and play with the iPad. 
oh, but it hasn't got, you know, any wireless on it. I'm going, yeah, but it's got plenty of blue light. So if you're going to give him or her a tablet to look at, make sure they wear the blue blockers. Just the daytime ones are fine. Jack felt that if any adult, any parent mm. gives a child a phone, an iPad or a computer is in fact child abuse. He's not far wrong because he's talking about the Wi-Fi enabled uh, devices or, you know, the ones that aren't. But, you know, like I've got a child and I'm quite happy for her to have a screen that's Ethernet cabled, she wears the blue blockers and she has to do her homework <laughs> whether you like it or not. Am I happy that she goes to school with 20 other laptops in a room in a wireless environment and is irradiating themselves? You know that schools in New South Wales had to put a defibrillator in every classroom as part of the first aid kit? Well, how, how many kids, when you went to school, had cardiac arrest? Like nobody? None. None. What the hell's going on? We know what's going on. They changed the electromagnetic environment. So, you know, am I happy about, you know, my stepdaughter having exposures to that? Absolutely not. But what I do is say, right, now you're home, let's go to the beach, especially, you know, we're in daylight saving at the moment. Mm. And I make sure she gets as much nature as she can. Luckily, she likes playing out in nature. She likes sport and plays soccer and athletics and all those sports that don't have computers. And I want to mention one thing to the mums. I'm sorry I can't help you with your day. It's just not my, unfortunately, I've been that corporate dad and I haven't had the experience on having to deal with that. And if I haven't experienced it, I don't really like to talk about it. And there's nothing worse than hearing from this bloody man telling me what to do as a mum. It just doesn't feel right to me because I've never been there and done it. So I hope you let me off the hook with that. But one thing I want you to think about, we are entering the era of eSports and e-gaming. Kids are now earning millions of dollars playing computer games and mm. contests. The next round of technologies that's coming out are these wireless headsets. It's called virtual reality and augmented reality. These headsets, and, and I've played with them, they are amazing. If I was a teenager, I'm hooked. I'm gone. I will never take it off. Don't let them have them. Don't even try them. Like these things are addictive. It's an amazing experience. Maybe they could have it as a treat for 10 minutes, but they're using a, gig, a 60 gigahertz wireless device with blue light screens right in front of your eyes. They Most kids can't wear them for more than 20 or 30 minutes because they start getting a headache. Why are they getting a headache? Because their mitochondria in their brain saying, get this off, get this off, please, you're killing me. Um, yeah, be very careful with this gaming technology. Like the current is bad enough with Ethernet cable staying up all night, even wearing blue blockers. But these new virtual reality and AR, it's not just the technology is going to fry their brain. It's going to be the addiction of the games. They are just amazingly much, they're so much fun to use. Uh, and they go into this virtual world, right? And they put on these different, they call them skins, like different outfits. And they go and play these amazing games and they just never come out. It's really sad. So, yeah, just be wary of this new technology coming out and try to minimise it because the brain... And a child doesn't full, reach full myelination. What's myelination? Think of a wire and a cable. You know, the plastic sheet that runs on the outside of those wires, that's the myelination of the brain. So until it's encapsulated, those neurons are not protected. So they're being damaged. We've got to make sure the kids are protected as much as possible. 
Okay, okay. so we've got Own yes. the Morning, um, yeah, that which I love. I do that automatically. I My office knows I'm not going to be in until 10 o'clock. Um, so we've got what a corporate would do and maybe we can give some ideas for mums because we've all done it and for me it was my husband and I took it in turns whether we went outside and saw the sunrise and went swimming or running or whatever it was. So maybe we can discuss that at another podcast. Homeschool, um, that's what I'd recommend but that's a bit Homeschool, harsh, yeah. Right? Well, I, I homeschooled for three years and we did it travelling around in a bus around Australia. So it was, it was absolutely brilliant. But, you know, not everybody can do that, but you can still homeschool and keep your kids away from everything. So the float tank is important. Um, what other ones do we need to? Um, okay. So you've got your light management. Yep. You've got to make sure all our EMF stuff is done out, our artificial EMF, got our Ethernet cable, everything. Yep. We've got to check our house with an EMF meter. Hire a building biologist if you don't want to do it yourself and get a report and some recommendations on what to do. You may find that you live next to a cell tower, so you can look up oztowers.com.au to see where the cell towers are. If you're living in direct line of sight with an antenna, you're going to have to move. Simple as that. It's just going to be too yeah. hard to remediate. Oh, you know, I just I'm, we've just moved into a new unit block and we're in direct line of sight of a, of a tower that emits microwaves. So we don't run off um, NBN. We run off a, a new technology. It's a company called Flash Fibers and it, it, it's run through microwaves. So what's a microwave? 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz. That's, that's terrible. Who cares? Yeah, I can't cope. I know. So you can fortify that house? It's going to cost you some serious dough, especially if it's a nice house with good views and lots of glass. Mm. That's That's her place. (laughs) Oh, dear. Of course, because, you know, we're quite successful professionals. We've got a bit of money. We're going to buy the nice places. The nice places have terrific views because Sydney's the best city in the world, like harbours and beaches. So we're going to have lots of glass so we can see it. Of course it's going to be like that. And there are ways to fix it, but it's very expensive. But if you own it, you can, you know, as long as you're happy to invest in about $50,000 worth of money. Far oh, out. Oh, yes. Imagine me telling Matt that. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's why you need to test. Like now, here's, here's, here's the property advice. I'm a business guy, really what I am, more than a scientist these days. So I was talking to my property guys the other day, and these are listed property groups. I said, the new penthouse is the ground floor. And they just laugh. What are you talking about, you idiot? I'm saying the radiation that's coming off these towers and these small cells now are going to be so high, and when people wake up, they're all going to want the ground floor unit because they've got the lowest radiation levels. Plus they can ground, you know, a little backyard, put their feet on the ground. Mm. So and they just laugh at me thinking you were full of shit. And I'm going, mate... The smart cities, which is Sydney and Melbourne, probably Adelaide, the smart cities maybe like it'll get to a stage, and this is terrible, and I don't want to say this publicly, but I'm going to because I think this is what's going to happen. You know, I call it Mr. Global, whoever the person who runs this world, and I don't want to go into all this conspiracy stuff, but whoever it does, they really don't care about us, right? They don't really care about humans, I don't think. What they, what they care about is they own a lot of property, right? The establishment own a hell of a lot of property. Are you talking they, about the Catholic Church here? No. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm not naming names. I mean, Cardinal Pell's got enough trouble at the moment. Exactly. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the people, you know, who run the world. I don't know their mm. names. I don't know who they are. Mm. But they own a lot of property because it's a real asset and they like to get their rent. McDonald's. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Right. That was a brilliant business model. I right? mm. built hamburger chains, buy the real estate, and paid off selling hamburgers. Mm. That's a real estate. That's a property business, not a hamburger place. Mm. We digress. Yes, sorry. They want their rent to be paid. So eventually, and this is a Cruz prediction, not a Jason prediction, but he's been right with every prediction he said. This is what scares me. That so many people are going to get so sick, they're finally going to realise that this is a problem and they have to fix it, but it's only after people don't pay their rent. There'll be many who perish and get sick beforehand. And that's because they know how to fix this, right? This is all fixable. It's just very expensive, <laughs> so they don't want to do it because they don't think it's a problem because they think I'm full of shit and this is not really real and I'm telling them I thought that as well <laughs> and then I realised I was wrong and now I've fixed myself and there are plenty of others who have fixed themselves doing what we're doing and there's going to be tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions by the time I finish with them, then the ones who don't are going to get sick, not pay their rent, and then people are going to realise that, wow, okay, we'll fix it. So that's very sober. Like I tried to make it all happy for you today, but I'm just letting you know that you don't have to be the fastest runner. You don't have to outrun the crocodile. you just got to be faster than the person next to you. You gotta throw someone else behind you, and and they'll do women it. Women and right? children. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's Duck sad, and run. but Just... it's real. Be the lighthouse. Fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Those who love you and you love will come by. You'll fix them. Build Just... our resiliency up, and we'll be fine. Just, um, beautiful Jack. Call him that now. I'm okay. Um, told us off air in a conversation that he'd recently been down under to Australia and had met with the powers that be. And I think you were a part of that. Are you able to share anything interesting that came out of that? No. No. I wasn't there, so I can't. I wasn't part of that. And I think it was a while ago before Mm -hmm. I met him even. And one of the things that Jack said, which I I thought was quite profound, as he said, there were two types of people on the Titanic and one type listened to the music (laughs) and the other type ran for the lifeboats. And, um, you know, I've spoken to lots of scientists around the world with conferences that I've been to and um, I remember this one scientist and I said this on on last week's podcast as well. I remember one scientist who wrote the book Our Stolen Future who's all about um, xenoestrogens. And this is one of the things that, we rec- we recognise is that there's this, you know, there's these offshoots everywhere. Is it mould? Is it vaccines? Is it glyphosate? Is it, you know, diet? Is it water? Is it light? Is it, you know, there's these offshoots everywhere. Mm. But he um, was hormones, so he wrote the book Our Stolen Future and he, I said to him, do you feel like you're shifting the, um, just the seats around on the Titanic at the moment? And he said, most definitely. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm with a group of scientists and we are trying to change what's happening on this planet. So I think that's a really sobering thought and I think you have really, you know, brought that um, to us. But I also feel that you've given us hope, Jason, and that's what I love about this is that you've given us things to do, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a new roof on my house right now. And I really am. We are putting a new roof on, so I'm going for the zinc. 
I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yeah, there will be a huge industry out there for people who know how to build safe houses. Homes, yeah. Um, and there's not much skill out there about it because the, the electricians and all the builders, they're like the doctors. They weren't taught this. They don't know about it. And they will. People will listen and start researching, start reading the books that Jack mentioned in the previous podcast. You will understand this is a real issue. We're not making this up. I, I would not come out and talk about this unless we had a solution. Now, I just hope that we can live in these city environments at least for a little bit longer. And if they get too bad, I'll tell you, I'll leave. I will pack up and leave. Um, because if I get sick again, I'm out of here. I have a bit of a proposition for you. So Jack's building a farm, a longevity farm. He's built it and I've seen it. Okay. Well, why don't we do one here in Australia? I have the land. Well, we are. Um, uh, There are several people who are interested in in building retreats and farms. Uh, So, yeah, let's do it. I'd like to see... You know, we, the digital detox is, is mm-hmm. going to be a growing industry for people with uh, farm stays. Uh, so, yeah, start marketing digital detox because people just need, irrespective of whether they believe the health stuff or not, everyone knows that if you come out of the work, do you feel great under all that technology and artificial light? No, you don't. Mm-mm. You go to the beach, you come back and go, wow, mm-hmm. so that is and alive. Yeah. Or you go to the nature, a bushwalk. It's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so bloody obvious. Anyway, I think I, we're kind of done. Yeah. I, I think that we could, if we could all three of us um, do our takeaways from today's podcast for our listeners, Okay. Um, I think that would be a really great place to finish off the show. What do you girls think? Yeah. I agree. I just want to say thank you, Jason. I really, I'm serious about how grateful you've looked. I mean, Jack... I actually loved. I, in fact, I didn't feel like I'd be up to it intellectually, and I certainly he certainly didn't go there where he has done in those forums that he's asked us to listen to. But I was very mindful of his conversation and how much it 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 kind of it was almost like we had an electrical shock when we had that podcast. Um, but I want to say, shall I say my two takeaways, girls? Right. Shall I start? So I, I feel today you've given me hope, uh, I think all of us, in the sense that you, you've also really highlighted for me around the electromagnetic fields and just how amazing we humans are but also how incredibly stupid we are to think that this wouldn't wreak havoc with our systems I took away that I've always said that the plant kingdom could live quite happily without us Um, and I meant that as humans but I really had a profound insight that we also contribute very hugely to this planet earth with what we do give to the plants so that was a really nice takeaway uh, for me from the plant kingdom I loved what you said it's not the water you drink it's the water you make and I thought that was an incredibly um, interesting concept. And I, I now feel better that what we are eating with organics and all sorts of things, that it certainly helps us. I have been so blown away um, by the, and I'm really interested to learn more about the mitochondria. And I particularly loved your comment that we cannot drug ourselves to health. 
I thought that was a really beautiful thing because so many people this day and age think a pill will help or a supplement will help or a medication will help. And like we've always said, it may appease the, the symptoms, but certainly will not necessarily lead us back to health. So they were my little takeaways and I feel very grateful. Everything that you've said has been a massive takeaway, but that was me and I love your idea of not preaching, uh, just be the change um, that people want to see. Um, I loved We Live a Natural Life. We can make our own deuterium deficient water in our body. I like That's been a really huge aha for me. Uh, and um, I love your idea of holidays that are in nature and that's exactly what I do and that's what Karen, Kim and I do. We Every year we take a group away hiking, whether it be the Andes or Mont Blanc or New Zealand or Tasmania, we always go on a, on a hiking holiday and it's amazing how good everybody feels. So uh, I want to thank you for reiterating that that's the best thing that we can do as individuals as well as our people who love to come with us. Thank you. Karen? Well, so... <laughs> um, I have got lots and lots of notes here, actually. I'm just sort of flicking through them. I really love how um, Jason was talking about Be the Lighthouse. Mm. And I think that each one of us in our own businesses and what we do, albeit we come from different directions, I think we've all decided or it's not even a decision really. It's all we've all been inspired to be a lighthouse in some way. Um, and the part about that that I really love that you were talking about there, Jason, that, you know, Albert Einstein said future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. And I know that you dodged my question about that. <laughs> but we are getting you back on the show and that's just the end of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> And he's coming to dinner and we're going to his place for dinner and he's going to come on Absolutely. holidays with us and he's our new best Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Totally. Our totally. new hashtag boy crush. And welcome to the family. So, well, um, let me let me give my takeaway. Okay, good. Okay, go. You three ladies are amazing. Mm, I mean, no, no, seriously. So, sorry, what like, did you say? The fact that <laughs> it's recorded, Kimmy, don't worry. You're brave enough mm. to come out here and start looking at things that really disrupted your world. I, I know how much they disrupted your world because we had off-the-record conversations. And I just think you're so brave and so magnificent for what you're doing. You guys run one of the most powerful mothers groups in Sydney. It's the mothers who bring about change. It's never the men. It's mothers. And the more mothers who hear this, the more mothers who you know, choose to be the change and start implementing this, the more we're going to make a difference. So I am so happy to be part of this and I will come back if you want me to and just keep up the great work. You're doing a terrific job. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jason, before we head off, if people want to follow you and do a bit more research, do they go to the website mitohq.com? There's a closed Facebook group called Mitochondriacs where all the quantum docs and quantum biologists and the technical people We'll hang out and talk and um, answer questions. So if you like Facebook, which I don't, but apparently everyone else does, so mm. we set up a closed Facebook group. Um, for those who are really into EMF, there's another closed Facebook group called EMF Warriors. That's not part of um, what I do, 
but it is another great group for those who want to start talking about the EMF stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like everyone who's listening to go onto the website now, mitohq.com, and fill in the quiz. Just get a feel for how good your mitochondria are because you might find they're a little bit more at risk than you thought. Mm-hmm. And if they are, you've got to step it up. You've really got to step it up because this is a long-term game and all the effects are non-linear. So you can wake up with an autoimmune disease tomorrow and you're going to go, how the hell did that happen? It's not a gradual linear process like we're taught. It can just build up, build up without you knowing, and then bang, you've got it. So we just need to keep an eye on that. And, yeah, that's about it. Thank you again, and thank you to all the listeners. I hope you enjoyed it. Mm, and I'll put all that information in the, in the show notes if anybody's driving their car so they don't have to be writing. It's all good. Mm. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Jason. You're a legend and we love you. And I am actually sure it's the deuterium that's created the Australian cricket team to go into turmoil. And, of course, with Australia (laughs) versus New Zealand, I'm sure why the All Blacks are so phenomenal is because of all the glacial water they drink. I'm just saying. (laughs) And just to make sure, I think the women just clean sweep the uh, Kiwi girls, I think, in cricket overnight. Oh, I didn't see that one. Sorry. (laughs) If I didn't see it, it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for an amazing um, show. So inspiring, so enlightening. So, yeah, I think we're, we're all just blown away by you. Thanks. For all of our listeners, hopefully that this podcast has shed some light and given you some really proactive steps that you can start to take in your own family and in your own homes and in your own businesses and work environments. And hopefully you guys are willing to be the lighthouse that becomes your ripple effect. So make sure that you check out Jason's website at MitoHQ. It'll be in the show notes here. You can also head on over to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also head on over to allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and you can post your comments and your questions right there. Make sure that you join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world, you fabulous lighthouse you. We'll see you next week. Bye for now, everyone. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.